So, John, if you were a robot that had some kind of feature that no other robot has, what would that feature be? I think I'd quite like to be a DJ Roomba. Oh. You know, like on Community, where he's converted the Roomba into a DJ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What a life. Just, you know, wander around the ship and just blast bang in tunes all your life. Welcome everybody to 2018. We are Beyond the Box Set, a podcast where we pitch prequels, sequels and spin-offs to one of the movies that don't have any. I'm Harry, joining me as always is John. A very disoriented John. Why? Because well, I, I did the intro different. It's 2018, that's bizarre. Oh uh, yeah. It's not really. <gasps> don't give away our secrets. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but as far as, you, as you're concerned, it is. Yeah, we are actually recording this on uh, the, the the day this episode comes out, Yeah, <laughs> whatever day that may be. We're up live. Um, it's, it's, we're just doing this on a constant loop and people can tune in when they may. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's once a week we change it up. <laughs> uh, yeah, and as a welcome back to 2018, thought we'd do something different, do our first ever animated film and do Wally. Oh, it is our first ever animated film, isn't it? Yeah, we, we did Who Called Roger Rabbit, but that's... Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Whatever. Yeah. You didn't like it. I, I guess that's I didn't care for that film. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I think we did Super Mario Brothers, which wasn't animated, but was kind there of... There was no animation on that one. No, it was I think dreams, wasn't it? I just thought of it as animation. I don't know why. But yeah. Okay, <laughs> so this is our first fully animated film. Yeah. Cool. And this is your choice. So yeah, we're doing Wally. Yes. Okay, tell me why. Because uh, it was on. I was watching it. And then I was like, <laughs> hey, wait, we should do this for the podcast. So I finished it. And like, great, that was good. Hey, John, do you want to do that? And like, yeah. I love the amount of thought you put into these things. <laughs> <laughs> the reasons, truth. reasons to do it, it was on. <laughs> <laughs> but it was good though. I had, I'd not seen it before, apart from I think about maybe the first five minutes, which I watched, and then I was watching on BBC iPlayer, and then iPlayer was just like, no, not working anymore. And I was like, oh, well, I guess that's out then. And so I just never watched it. And that was years ago. Mm-hmm. And then now I finally watched it, and I feel like I've missed out on years of my life of loving this film. Yeah. What did you think? Yeah, I mean, I had seen it before, but not, like, actively. Like, I'd always mm-hmm. seen bits and pieces of it on TV. I mm-hmm. never sat down and watched it from start to finish, mm-hmm. uh, which happens a lot to me with kids' films. If I don't watch them in the cinema when they come out, mm-hmm. I tend to just catch them whenever they appear on TV. Yeah. But, um, yeah, no, this is a lovely film. It's beautiful to look at. Mm. I really, really like the visuals of it. Mm-hmm. I think it's got a really nice premise. I think it's very artistic. Mm-hmm. Pixar films are always aiming a little bit higher than your kind of your Shreks and your DreamWork kind of stuff. They're always going for something... God, I hate DreamWorks. Mm. Pixar now, I've, you expect a certain level of quality. I think this yeah. is one of the films that really... They generally achieve their level, I'd say. Oh, totally. There are very few occasions when they don't, but... Yeah. Um... There are some. Oh, yeah. Cars. The Last Dinosaur. Who? I've never seen it, have was you? The, li- the Little Dinosaur? No, I think I it was The know. Last Dinosaur. I, d- I didn't see it. Did you see it? No. No. Didn't Did hear anyone? good things about it either. No, no. Didn't no. hear bad things. No. Just didn't really hear anything. I don't think anyone saw it. It was just a rare <laughs> miss. But yeah, I think this is one of the films... Obviously, they'd already done Toy Story and Toy Story 2. Yeah. In fact, I think, is this after Ratatouille, but before Toy Story 3? I think so. I'm not too sure. I think this lands at that point where people are like, okay, Pixar are now not just making children's films, they're making art. Mm. Because one thing that I thought about with this film is, do you think this is a children's film? Yeah, I don't know, because I watched it, and at no point did I think that I should have a child with me just to sort of justify me watching this. <laughs> yeah. Because it was my first time through it, and mm. I'm 24, yeah. so it's not like I was watching it as like a, a childhood memory or something. Mm. But yeah, at no point did I feel like this was a kid's film, particularly. 
And that's normally a problem for you, isn't it? Because the times in the past, like Who Framed Roger Rabbit and The Goonies, which we've not done, but I know you don't like, mm. when we've done like nostalgia films, kids' films, if yeah. you don't have the nostalgia, you really struggle. You don't tend to like them. Yeah. But that wasn't a problem with you for this. You just appreciated this as a film. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I guess that makes sense. I mean, it is more modern than, the, than stuff like The Goonies and Roger Rabbit. You know, obviously quite dated. But um, True. yeah, I mean, I don't think by any means this is not suitable for children. So I think it's definitely a child-friendly film. Mm-hmm. I think the themes it brings in are aimed a lot more at kind of adults. And mm, yeah, they are. I don't know. I've never watched this with a child either, but I don't know whether a child would find it a little bit boring, maybe. It's possible. Because mm. I'll be honest, mm. I do think this is a great film, but it's my not, attention did wander. It's not the fastest film, is it? No. I thought the first half hour was really, really nice. I really mm. enjoyed it. I just found it utterly charming. Just watching Wally. Mm going around that world and there's no dialogue really it's just him and he's you know living his life and discovering human things and his little mm-hmm. it was almost like the little mermaid he had his little treasure trove yeah I, I, you know, all his human stuff it was I almost expected him to be like look at this stuff isn't it neat <laughs> in fact it should have been that rather than hello dolly that would have been yeah. really funny like. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah I really enjoyed that once it got to the main plot, once Eve arrives and then... I mean, there's some lovely bits with, with him and Eve, don't get me wrong. Mm. But once it gets onto the ship, it's still great. There's still some bits that I found really funny and entertaining. And I wasn't, like, really bored. But it definitely slowed down a little bit. And I did find my attention drifting ever so slightly. Mm-hmm. I feel like it reminded me a little bit of when I watched The Artist, the mm-hmm. silent film. Because that, again, I watched the first maybe 20 minutes and I was like, this is completely charming and delightful. And then by the end, I was just really bored. Mm-hmm. Much more so than I was with this. I felt like the premise would have sustained better as like a short movie, like a half hour movie, rather than like a 90 minute movie. What, Wally? The artist just, I don't I think it was too long. I can't remember mm-hmm. how long it was, but it felt longer than it needed to be. Yeah. And the novelty wore off. The silent novelty wore off for me, like midway through the film. And then I got bored. I feel like this one, to appeal to kids, could be a little, a little snappier. Yeah, I think that's um, it. It's just a little bit slow moving. Because it didn't really get to sort of child type stuff until sort of the last third mm. where it got on the ship and then there's all these humans that are all in weird shapes and sizes yeah actually they're all in one shape and size yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yeah I wonder if the kids if kids would enjoy the bits that I found a little bit more boring then like, as I said I wasn't bored by that but over the course of 90 minutes having your main character not speak I think that's the main thing for me is that mm. again with the artist as well I'm a big dialogue person so having characters who don't speak and have quite one dimensional personality types I found it hard to be that invested in them I think I appreciated it more than I actively enjoyed it, if that makes sense. Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure it's the only Pixar film that didn't even remotely make me cry. Mm. Did you get emotive at any point? I mean, obviously there were bits when Wally gets crushed, and there's definitely sad moments, but it just didn't get me in the in the guts, in the feels. Yeah. There was no point where I felt like crying, but I definitely did feel a lot of strong emotions towards this film. Okay. All positive. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd say so. Like, when Wally was in peril at the end, I didn't really feel like Wally was in peril. Mm-hmm. Because maybe I didn't feel the connection or something. I don't know. Or maybe I just deep down I knew that just like, look, I've been burnt by Toy Story three. <laughs> I know, I know he's 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 gonna make it. It's fine. Yeah. And also, I guess because there's only those two, and it is the Wally movie, so it's not mm. going to end with him dying. No. Like it'd be ridiculous. Like it just wouldn't work for you know. Because mm-hmm. it's not if there's an ensemble like Toy Story, mm-hmm. then you can be oh maybe they're not all going to make it. But with Wally, it's like yeah, you, you're probably gonna get to the end. And, yeah. I will say, I, the first third of the film, I had a lot of anxiety about that cockroach. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, it could run, run over twice. Yeah, I know. I was really like, oh, this thing's going to bite it. Like, that's the Pixar, like, mm. you know, it's not going to make it, so. And then that point at the end where it starts following the lasers like Wally did at the start, and I was like, no, yeah. no, don't don't follow those lasers. <laughs> not a good idea. <sighs> yeah. How many of those do you reckon Wally's been through? Like cockroach buddies over his <laughs> <laughs> 
Because we're assuming he's been doing this for like 700 years. Yeah. And the average cock span... The average cock span? <laughs> no, carry on. The average... <laughs> the average cockroach lifespan... <laughs> I think is about 12 months, so... Oh, dear. Well, that was Freudian, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. I'm not sure. But also... What's happened in that world? I mean, I don't need to know the whole sort of apocalypse thing of humans abandoning the planet, but why are there so many other robots and why is Warly the only one left? Well, I assumed that what had happened was that it's been about 700 years, we are told, since mm-hmm. the Earth has been abandoned because it's just got too polluted and dirty and full of garbage. Yeah. And so I assumed that all of the other robots on Earth that had been, all the other Warly units you see, there's some, quite a haunting scene at the beginning when you see them, like, going through the wasteland and... Mm. All the de- decommissioned Warliers are there, like, rusted and just dead. Mm-hmm. So I assumed that he had just somehow managed to keep himself going while all the other ones had eventually died out. He's almost a bit of a Frankenstein because he's constantly taking pieces from other mm-hmm. to replenish himself. Like, mm-hmm. there's probably not much left of him aside from his, sen- his like, CPU, maybe. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I guess he's just somehow developed sentience and all the other ones were just, like, drones. I guess. I guess, yeah. I mean, it's, 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 a, it's a kid's well, you film. you say that, but, like, Eve gets sentience very quickly. True, to be fair, so, all like, of them, yeah. Yeah, so I don't really think that any of them have not got mm. sentience really yes yeah, so all of the robots do feel like they have a degree of self-awareness mm. so yeah i'm not sure but yeah i mean the premise the basic premise i think is that earth has been abandoned by humans because it's become too polluted and full of garbage <clears throat> these robots were deployed probably before the humans left to kind of clean up mm-hmm. either wally was the, they forgot to turn him off or he was just the last survivor and he's just obviously he has developed sentience certainly to a higher degree than the others because he's not he still is, is very focused on his one mission which is to clean up even though it's an impossible task mm-hmm. he's a tiny little robot just, and you can see the huge vast scale of what he's doing mm-hmm. but he keeps doing it day in day out but he also is in the meantime discovering different human objects and playing with them and exploring them yeah. and also learning about human emotions and love by watching an old VHS of uh, Hello Dolly <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, which I found I, I did find very sweet did you find it weird going off topic now did you find it weird how the videos we saw of like the president or whatever it was that was a real person. Oh, yeah. I mean, then we saw photos of the captains of that ship as time's gone by, and they've evolved to being animated. Yeah, I thought that was weird. <laughs> it was very strange. I think it's the first Pixar animation to have humans. Yeah. yeah. Well, to have human, non-animated. non-animated humans. Yeah. I mean, yeah, obviously, ones have animated humans, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was weird. I guess they could have animated Fred Willard. It didn't seem like there was any reason. For... I guess the only thing is the Hello Dolly thing, because they were yeah. they had to have humans as humans because otherwise they couldn't have shown Barbara Streisand and Michael Crawford in that mm-hmm. video. They would have had to recreate it and it wouldn't mm-hmm. have been quite the same. No, yeah. So, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I did find that odd, but I think you just have to go with it. Yeah. Like, I'm not really inclined to pick at kids' films like logistically too much. No. Compared, to, <laughs> compared to other films where I get very cynical, stuff like this, I'm like, yeah, fine. That being said, mm-hmm. do you think they made the right decision going home? Well, yeah, I mean, the ship's still there. Yeah, yeah, I guess that's the case. They could just... I like... do wonder, like, what was their mission? Mm. Like, to just be sat out in space for, I guess, hundreds of years to the extent that nobody remembers Earth or anything it's about. Mm-hmm. And they only know things like pizza just from the flavour of drink they drink. Yeah. <laughs> I found that really gross. <laughs> the yeah. idea of a meal in a cup really grossed me out. I was like, <laughs> oh, that's horrible. Time for lunch in a cup. <laughs> Yeah, and so it's like, what what are they doing out there in space, just hanging about, doing nothing for no reason? And so, yeah, going back to Earth was 
It gave them a purpose, yeah. Yeah, it was something to do. Yeah, true. No, I think that's what it was. I think it was the case that they had relocated because Earth was uninhabitable, but they didn't go with any kind of plan. I think it was just like, yeah, over time they just kind of gave up, wrote Earth off as a loss and just descended into this kind of uber pointlessness. And then obviously because of the gravity thing, mm-hmm. they experience bone loss and just become like giant babies, basically. Yeah. <laughs> well, I also took it to be that they were all obese. Of course, yeah, but it was explained as not just, it wasn't just laziness, it was the fact that they would have gone that way either way, I think, because of mm. being in space that long, which is apparently scientifically true. Yeah. It's a real issue with... If you don't have gravity, which they did on that ship. Oh, is that it? But yeah, no, Because they, they were all walking about, weren't they? True, true. But I'm, well, sure, I, I'm yes. sure I read somewhere in the notes that that was based on a real theory, that if you were... Yeah, up in space in, for long enough you would actually lose that mobility re- regardless like. yeah that's definitely the case but that's mm. just a, a symptom of zero gravity oh okay whereas if you're in a spaceship that you see in a few sci-fis like there'll be a spinning thing on the ship right okay like uh, 2001 Space Odyssey does it there's okay. a few others I think uh, the Martian does it mm-hmm. and they've actually got gravity because they've got something spinning okay interstellar yeah sure yeah, yeah, sure, the bit sure. where they spin the ship to get gravity yeah. right so yeah. if they do that then it works and then they wouldn't suffer from that Okay. But there was one point in this film where it really went off for me, where the autopilot took over the ship mm. and just tilted it a little bit, mm. which somehow made gravity just pull everybody to the side of the ship. Yeah, it's <laughs> not how artificial gravity is going to work. <laughs> <laughs> was it not just literally that they were on a tilt? Well, yeah, they were on a tilt, but the ship was making its own gravity. It wasn't like oh, so it wasn't like human gravity. I didn't yeah. think of that. It's that not like if a if a plane goes sideways. That yeah, that makes sense. But okay. Yeah. Mm. Still. Whatever. Yeah. But one thing that I noticed was, I guess it's because it's a kid's film, so they don't want to go too dark with it. They said it's been 700 years, and you look at the captains, and there were only like six or seven of them over that time. Mm-hmm. So even though they're like hyper-obese, they're all living a super long time. So the maybe they're... care of the future, I guess. Yeah, yeah, maybe they've just like found a way to remove all of the health problems that might go along with that. So mm-hmm. I just thought that was interesting. Like, as much as they have kind of a pointless existence, they seem like... It feels like repopulating the Earth is going to be really hard work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not sure they're quite equipped for it yet. So no. that, that was my only thought. As much as it's not the most, you know, meaningful existence in the world, mm-hmm. you know, you're relatively healthy, you're relatively comfortable. None of them seemed super unhappy with their situation. At worst, they were kind of like checked out and kind of, you know. Yeah. But um, it was one of those things where I was like, how's this going to work really now? <laughs> the jewel of the V&L fleet, the Axiom. Spend your five-year cruise in style, waited on 24 hours a day by our fully automated crew, while your captain and autopilot chart a course for non-stop entertainment, fine dining, and with our all-access hover chairs, even Grandma can join the fun. There's no need to walk. The Axiom, putting the star in executive Starliner. Because at BNL, space is the final frontier! if we could evolve that much in 700 years to be animated yeah like imagine if 700 years ago Mm. so like who was around then so like the 15th like the Queen Elizabeth I imagine if Queen Elizabeth I looked like that looked like a giant (laughs) but just in all the paintings we have of her she looks a bit more like what we know as Well, to be fair, we, oh, there were no photographers then, so we only know what Green Elizabeth looked like from portraits. Mm. So technically, she was an animation for all intents and purposes. Yeah. Like, she could have just been an animation, we just might have never seen it. Like, we're just assuming she wasn't. Mm. It's like how everyone thought dinosaurs were, like, green and, you know, what, like they look like in Jurassic Park, but, like, mm. green and scaly, and now we think they were all, like, fabulous and feathered and mm-hmm. not scary looking at all by arm. Mm. But we've already got this sense in our head of what a dinosaur would have looked like, so reality doesn't really matter, so... Yeah, who knows? What if Green Elizabeth was actually really ugly? Well, she probably was. Like They just painted her pretty. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I'll guarantee that pretty much every... Well, she had a massive deformity and she had two noses. Who it knows? Was poss- it's very Who possible, knows? yeah. Like, <laughs> all, of the ro- all of the royals 
before photography, we don't know what they really look like because they would have been given the most flattering mm. portraits possible. Mm-hmm. There's that famous story of Henry VIII's fourth wife, Anne of Cleves, the one who he married her based on a painting made of her that turned out to be super flattering. And then when she really arrived, he didn't fancy her at all. And so she got sent off. <laughs> Tinder of its time, really, isn't it? Yeah, yeah just a very slow, <laughs> a very, very slow version of Tinder, just a like portrait, like, please don't swipe left. <laughs> <laughs> Another question I had about mm-hmm. the, the ship. Where do you think those babies came from? Don't know. It didn't strike me that they were interested in or capable of having sex. No, not at all. Like, they couldn't even get out their own chairs. Unless the robots like dropped one on top of another one and was like, well, good luck. Like, yeah. <laughs> God, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe they were like artificially. Test, test tube babies? Yeah, I think they were probably just test tube babies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> A is for Axiom, your home sweet home. B is for by and large, your very best friend. So what were your, some of your favourite scenes in this film then? Well, I covered a lot of them, I think. I quite liked Wally digging his way into the ground when the rocket was landing and taking off. Mm-hmm. That was good. Same as you, really. I really liked the sort of the, the opening 10, 15 minutes where you get introduced to this world and introduced to this character. I already found that quite good. Mm. The animation really is very good at making Wally emotive, even though he's not really emoting. Mm. And Eve as well, to, to a degree, but mostly Wally. Mm-hmm. They did a lot with his fingers. There was a lot of really good finger work. Like, yeah, there was. <laughs> he's told a lot of his emotions through that, because his eyes don't really change. Yeah. Like, they, they shift around a little bit. but uh, They can get bigger and smaller, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like that. I enjoyed all the jokes with Eve being a real kind of shoot first, ask questions later kind of girl. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Yeah, that was good. She fired that ion cannon thing at the drop of a heart. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have any favourite robots in this? Like, we had, we saw a lot of different robot designs. Any uh, yeah, the parasol robot. The parasol robot. Okay. Yeah, the one who was, who was just a. It was um, just a parasol. That's all it did. <laughs> what a life! Yeah. <laughs> I think you can probably. And it couldn't even do that right. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's definitely a whole movie around that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That robot story. Yeah. <laughs> I also quite liked the robot who was cleaning everything. Oh, yeah. He, he was constantly just like, oh, my God. And just had to go and clean. If he hasn't already, he's clearly going to be the star of a Pixar short at some point. Yeah. <laughs> They're bringing him back and he'll have his own little short where he's just constantly cleaning things. I think you can probably guess mine. Could you? Don't think so. It's pretty obvious. Not Wally or Eve. Uh, the one of the guys, the captain. No. One of the, is it, is, it, is it a human? No, of course not. The humans were nothing to them, really. Oh, I don't remember what other robots there are. Ugh. The autopilot. No. Oh, you like bad guy. This, this wasn't a bad guy. Don't know. It was a very small. It was, the sassy hairdressing makeup robots, they were amazing. The little pink ones. They were like, that was a very small part, though. They, they, they appeared at least twice. There's the little passing shot of them making up all the humans and talking like sassy quips. Like, mm-hmm. I know, girl, tell me about it. Oh, man. Like, <laughs> and then there's a bit where he gets made up and they're like, you look fabulous. Like, it's the new it's the new you. That was something they kept saying, wasn't it? It's the new you. So I like that a lot. That was that made me laugh. Feel beautiful. It's the new you. Stunning. Great. I know, honey. Men. Attention. What did you think of the ending, then? It was interesting. Yeah. Left it open. It did, yeah. I thought. Do you reckon we'll ever get an actual sequel? Not just one of ours? I don't know. Of all the Pixar films, I think this might be the least likely to get a sequel. Like mm-hmm. it made a, Of the ones that did well, because it made a huge amount of money. So I think there's people who would like to hear it. But mm-hmm. um, Inside Out's probably going to get a sequel I first. think Inside Out will get one first. I just don't know what they could do with it, really. Because the characters are quite one-dimensional. I think the, the premise is the movie. Mm-hmm. I can't really imagine what they do 
So I think they might leave this one as a standalone. And I, part of me hopes they do. Because mm, I think yeah. it works very nicely as a standalone movie. I don't think it needs to be cashed in on particularly. Yeah, I agree. But I really liked the actual end credits, the way they changed the animation. I thought that was very, very nice. Oh, yeah, that was good. They sort of went through sort of the different historical periods that we've had. Mm, yeah. Like the Egyptians, the Greeks, and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. It reminded me a lot of the original ending of Futurama. Mm-hmm. before obviously they went back and rebooted it and rebooted it and rebooted it for about five or six more times do you know what I mean when he tells Layla Leela you watch this all the time you've I got know. the DVD. I know there. I know I've just had a brain fart uh, <laughs> when he you, do you know the one I mean though when he it's like tell me how it ends and he plays the little instruments and then the animation was the that show. one of the ending ones that was the, the original ending of really early on yeah that yeah that was the end of the original run of the whole show mm-hmm. and then it got cancelled So, but they knew it was ending so they gave it like a sweet ending mm-hmm. and then obviously it got brought back and brought back and brought mm. back and brought back but yeah that was originally how it was supposed to end mm-hmm. and as much as I've enjoyed some of the future armors since then if it ended there I would have considered it possibly like an almost perfect show so that reminded you of this then it did we'll go around, but just, yeah. just because I think it was a similar animation because you, you saw like hand-drawn even Wally exploring the world together mm-hmm. it was very similar it was, it was just very sweet and mm, very yeah. nicely done I enjoyed it a lot mm. so yeah anything else? no uh, drinking games drinking games sure what have you got? I didn't have any this week. Like again, because it's kind of a it's a weird film for them. It's it's a kids' film. It's a kids' it's, film, yeah. It's, but it's I don't not, mean I don't mean it's for drinking too. I, don't, I think there are kids' films you could have drinking games with. I don't it's mean not it's, with Nail and I. No, no, exactly. There's just not that many like funny comic beats or accidents or mistakes that you mm-hmm. can make fun of. So I did drink when robots think they're people. Solid. Just when they do very kind of human kind of things. Mm-hmm. I've got a similar one, which is uh, drink whenever you see a reference to our age. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do a lot of throwbacks to the 20th, 21st century. Especially the whole thing is set, I assume, in New York. It looks like do you, you think? see, like... I, th- I think you see the Empire State Building at oh, one you? point. Yeah. I didn't really pick up on that. I just thought it was, like, generic wasteland, but... Mm. Yeah, that'd work, like... Just lots of things that Wally would do. you be like, oh, he thinks he's people. Like, yeah. Doing his little dance routine with his little hat and everything. Yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was good. <laughs> so, I uh, also had a drink for Apple products or references. Oh, yeah, solid. Do you have that one as well? Uh, I nearly did, but uh, no, I only, only went for three this time. Yeah, instead I went for a drink for any Pixar references. Oh yeah, there's plenty of those as well. Always in every Pixar film. Mm-hmm. That's what I love about Pixar. Yeah, it's fun to spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah because you could definitely have them all in the same. There's all, there's like theories, aren't there, that they're all in the same cinematic universe? Like mm-hmm. not in the really heavy-handed way that like Marvel is, but more yeah. like just like there's little. They could all be existing in some. Yeah, I think that the world. This one comes after everything apart from Monsters, Inc. Yeah. <laughs> Monsters, Inc. is the final evolution of humans. Oh, okay. That's interesting. <laughs> so it's called the millennia after okay, I hadn't thought of that. It's been so long since I've seen Monsters, Inc. Mm. Did that get a sequel? Yeah, well, prequel. Oh, it got Monsters University, didn't it? Yeah. Mm. Which I don't think I ever saw. That's mm. all right. Yeah. It's fine. Mm. Oh, and Ratatouille never got a sequel, did it? Or did it? Don't think so. No. Oh, you know what the sequel name for that would be, though? Ratatouille. Ratatouille. Oh God, would it have to be? Ratatouille. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. And my only other one, which we've already covered, is drink whenever that cockroach nearly dies. Hmm. Mm. Uh, my final one is drink whenever Wally holds Eve's hand. Oh, that's a sweet one. And quite quite often. Yeah, she, he does it a lot. I mean, she is unconscious, but uh, oh, for a lot of it. <laughs> for yeah. a lot of it. Yeah. <laughs> but again, it's a kids' film. I'll give it a pass. It's yeah. a very sweet one. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I love. We didn't talk about the best scene in the film for me when he's shot out of the escape pod, mm-hmm. and then he he comes back. You know, the, the escape pod explodes because the other robot set it to self-destruct. Oh, yeah. And he escapes. With he escapes with the and he's fire extinguisher and it turns into the film gravity. Yeah, it just become, but, but a lovely, <laughs> lovely version of it. Like yeah. it's just it's such a much better version. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
now you've, now you've got me imagining like George Clooney and Sandra Bullock with just a fire extinguisher just being like woo just dancing around <laughs> <laughs> much better film uh, but yeah I mean considering this film is 10 years old mm. like and CGI doesn't date well but for me this film still looks great mm. like CGI has come a long way in 10 years but still you look at this and you think that still looks beautiful and that's well, I find it weird with animated movies because they're essentially cartoons you don't really have a comparison to mm. what it's trying to be because all it's trying to be is what it is mm. whereas if you compare it to say the villain in Justice League Mm. That's trying to look like a real thing because it's compared to all these real human actors. If you call Ben Affleck human, <laughs> <laughs> humanoid. <laughs> but like, if you look at Toy Story, which was what ninety four or something, mm. yeah, that still looks absolutely flawless. But mm. that's just because it looks as good as it does. No, that's very true. Actually, I think there's nothing in the film that looks better than the rest of the animation. Mm. So you just accept it as a cartoon. Yeah, that's true because you can look at old like fifties and sixties Disney movies and. You know, hand drawn, mm. and you just accept it because it is part of that world, and yeah, they still look great just as, as a whole. But you're right, CGI. But then, if you do that, say with Mary Poppins, mm. where you've got the cartoon bit and you've got real people in it, then it suddenly looks like oh, that's very much cartoon and that's very much real. Yeah, yeah, they they that stands out. Yeah, when you in, put an animation into or a CGI combined with real life, mm. then yeah, it's that's when it shows yeah. the crash show. But I agree. Yeah, I have no problems with the visuals of this film. I think it looks great. But that particular scene where the little dancing space is just beautiful, just it really is, yeah. nicely done, just yeah. lovely. So yeah. Mm. Although I did think, if you held a plant out in space, would it not like instantly? Yes, it would, yes, yeah. it would die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was really anxious for yeah. the whole scene. Just yeah. like I'm assuming that his compartment has got a seal on it. Let's just for argument's sake. The plant in his compartment. But he holds and that's it out. sealed and yeah. that's fine. And then he takes it out and I'm like, no, don't do that, you idiot. Oh, God, this is awful. That plant is so going to die. <laughs> well, again, we'll just nitpick, nitpicking, nitpicking. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kids should be taught that, that sort of thing just in case they're put in the same situation. True. With every passing generation, it becomes more likely. So. Yeah. Oh, so many stars. Oh. 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 Hi. Hey, that's what's his name? Oh. Hey, what the? Look, look, huh? look at that! Huh? Hey, I know that guy. It's uh, Wally. That's it. Hey, Wally. Hey, Wally. Hey, Shall I go first this week? Yeah, go on. Cool. Okay. So yeah, I didn't want to do a sequel. Okay. So, that's 2018 over, guys. Yep. End of podcast. <laughs> uh, no, but because I felt like the story was kind of complete. Yeah. I couldn't really think of anywhere else to go with the characters of Wally and. Um, Eve. Mm. So, oh, I keep forgetting that. Uh, so instead, I decided to go for a prequel. Mm-hmm. I don't have a name for this yet, so maybe you can help me. Okay. So it's set about 50 years into the future from today. Okay. So um, 2067 ish, let's say. Not. It doesn't really matter exactly. It was 2068. 2060, sorry, 2068 ish. Yes. Oh, I nearly gave the game away. Oh, dear. So it's 50 years in the future from today. And the world. So obviously, we're not yet at the stage that Wally's reality is in. But. Mm-hmm safe to say the world has gotten worse mm-hmm. climate change pollution etc have left the world in a really terrible state mm-hmm. so much so that now most of the world is kind of barely inhabitable kind of wasteland you know there's been lots of like deforestation and you know acid rain and it's just a dystopian you know kind of thing mm-hmm. but it's, it's still a kid's film it's not we're not getting too dark with this right, okay you know? <laughs> but no wally had it it was a wasteland you know humanity being wiped out kind of thing. It's, it's that you're just seeing a very True, Not, but it was like, here's the world that's set in, as opposed to, the world's falling apart, we're all going to die. Yeah. There's a difference. Yeah, it's darker, it's darker, yeah. But I'm not going super dark this week. I'm, by my standards, this is quite light. By my standards. Wally 2, this time it's for adults. Yes, yeah, Wally 2, <laughs> Fifty Shades of Chrome. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, 
well, the wealthy kind of elites of the world are living in exclusive kind of domed communities mm-hmm. where everything's okay and everything's fine and they never have to look at what's happening in the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. So they've got everything they need. And basically machines are continuing to kind of drain what little is left of the planet's resources. So our hero in this film is a human uh, and he's a robot repairman. Let's say he's called Andy. Mm-hmm. Maybe, we're not going to say it explicitly, maybe it's Andy from Toy Story. <laughs> it's just, you know, maybe he's grown up and become a robot repairman. Yeah. Sure. He'd probably be pretty old at this point, to be fair. Mm-hmm. It's not like up. I'd, I'm not imagining a super old guy, but like... Yeah, he'd be like, what, 60 odd? Yeah. It's possible, but maybe not. Mm. Really, probably not, but maybe. You know, we'll leave that door ajar. Sure, but you're stuck on Andy, though. I'm sticking with Andy, yeah. Just okay. as a name, just as a... The name doesn't matter. Sure. So Andy's the robot repairman. His job is to fix the robots from the outside whenever they break down. They will, they, they are brought into his warehouse and he helps to fix them and then sends them back out on their way to do whatever it is they're doing. So he lives in... Oh, I forgot to say, these communities are, are owned by the company by and large, which is the company that ended up owning mm-hmm. the ships and was yeah. the... So that, that's the first call forward to the first film, is that these are like by and large communities, basically. Mm-hmm. So he lives in one of these by and large communities and has a pretty comfortable life, like, you know. And he just spends his days, as I say, fixing these robots. But his real dream, his real dream is to one day build his own droids. He's mm-hmm. kind of an inventor on this side. Mm-hmm. So maybe we see him doing something in his spare time, like building up like robot prototypes and things. And maybe there's, you know, some Pixar comedy there, lots of good visual humor with like all these failed experiments he does. Like maybe they just like explode or go crazy and, you know, yeah, they just, they just don't work properly, but he's trying, he's, he's doing his best. So we see him doing that in his spare time. And also, as I say, he's fixing these other robots that have to go out and like drain the environment. And, he kind of knows what the other robots he's fixing are doing, but he doesn't really think about it too much. He's very, like most people, he doesn't really think about the world outside of his own experiences. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of just, you know, turning a blind eye, basically. He's not a bad person, is what I mean. He's, mm-hmm. he's essentially a nice guy, but he's just propping up a quite corrupt system, just, you know, for an easy life. Sure, yeah. Also, this being Pixar, he's going to need a sidekick, you know, like mm-hmm. a, a cutesy sidekick. So I thought maybe he should have a cog. A cog? Yeah, which is what I've termed a genetically engineered cat and dog. So it's all about, because people are either cat people or dog people. Mm-hmm. So let's say 50 years in the future, people have solved this problem by splicing the best parts of both. Okay. So, so, what, so what are we talking, like a like a great dame, but with a cat's head? I think that'd be good, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so it's going to be a little creepy. Yeah, it's going to be creepy, but it's also going to be funny. So it's going to okay. have like the strength and agility of a dog mm-hmm. and the loyalty of a dog, but also the sassiness of a cat. I mean. <laughs> And I think it should also, like, poop, poop rainbows and speak exclusively in memes. And how does, how does it poop rainbows? Maybe, maybe it, it's poop is rainbow-coloured. All right. It's like a metaphor for the film. It's like painting over the ugliness with something pretty and letting people not think about it. So. Sure. Also, I think it would be a funny, you know, visual gag. Do you know what the, the Nyan Cat is? Uh, it's yes. one of the yes. oldest memes in the world. Yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. cat just, like, pooping a giant rainbow. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, so I just think... Yeah, it's just to reflect people's obsession with, like, particularly cats more than dogs, but, like, you know, cat and dog memes. Mm-hmm. Everyone loves them bring them together, create an actual cat-dog hybrid that is just a walking, talking meme. Sure. I just think that'd be very funny and very Pixar. Mm-hmm. He has no influence on the rest of the plot. I was just mentioning him as a character. Okay, know, cool. Because Pixar needs that. Sure. So, as I say, our hero Andy is going about his life fixing these machines, not really thinking about much. And they've got cutesy names like Fracker or, you know, Nuclear... Fracker. Fracker, or, you know, Wartley, like Fracker or, you know... <laughs> Dumpy, you know, something like that. Mm-hmm. So we see him fixing them, and then we see them go out into the real world and, like, do, you know, fracking. Dumpy sounds like somebody's really bad at holding down relationships. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was more thinking, like, nuclear, he's, like, dumping nuclear waste. <laughs> but yeah, get that too. Oh, poor, poor Dumpy. dumpy. <laughs> Always the Dumpy, never the Dumper. <laughs> 
So yeah, we're going to have to show the audience what those robots are doing. So we mm-hmm. see them being taken out of the domed, beautiful, wealthy community, the by and large community, and into this horrible wasteland is the real world where they, you know, are drilling for oil and fracking and blowing things up and dumping toxic wastes and dumping garbage and do all these things that are terrible for the planet, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So one day he's fixing one of these robots and he finds a note jammed into the gears of one of these robots mm-hmm. uh, and it just says, help me. All right. Yep. So he's obviously disturbed by this, doesn't know what it is. So he actually sneaks out of the good place, the by and large community, and follows the robot on its way back to its assignment place. Because let's say they're programmed to return to a specific spot. Mm-hmm. He literally just does the repairs. They come in, he fixes them, they go out again. He doesn't really know where they go. In his whole life, he's never thought about it. So he decides to follow this robot that's had the note stuck into its gears, manages to sneak out of the by and large community, which is very illegal. People are banned from leaving, that's the only rule. And so we see him go into the real world and discover what's really going on. And he sees, as I say, this terribly polluted planet, you know, and he's horrified. He's really, mm-hmm. really horrified. He's never really yeah. seen it close before. And so he follows the robot back and finds out that the note belongs to a little orphan girl, very mm-hmm. Pixar, who's living in this shanty town in the garbage district. Mm-hmm. Um, and at this point, 98% of America is the garbage district. Right. Because I thought, like, it seemed like the... I don't know if we're supposed to be other ships, but Up didn't really touch on this, but it seemed like there were only a few hundred, maybe thousand people on that ship. Yeah, yeah. So you've got to think a lot of humanity has probably died out. Like, it seemed like they were the lucky ones. Mm, that's what, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which, it would have been too dark to really get into that in, in Up, but... In Wally, mm-hmm. but I felt like that was what the implication even was. Even darker did it. Even in all people most, yeah. But yeah, I felt like that was the implication. You're old, you're not allowed. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's the dark sequels of that film, of course. <laughs> so I'm thinking most of humanity is just, which weren't part of this elite system, mm-hmm. were just kind of screwed, basically. Yeah. So this little girl is one of them. So she's just eking out a living in this horribly polluted, you know, wasteland with all the other kind of scavengers. She, obviously, she also needs to have a cute sidekick. So I'm thinking her cute sidekick might be a genetically mutated raccoon. Mm-hmm. Uh, who only eats nuclear waste. Okay. Yeah. And obviously that raccoon is going to fall in love with the cog. Yeah. So that's going to be in some side, you know, yeah, humor yeah, there. Yeah. yeah, I like that. So then the main plot of the film is going to follow Andy, the repairman, learning about life on the other side, and then maybe he sneaks the little girl back into the by and large district to kind of tell the community what's really going on. Because mm-hmm. most of them don't know. It's more ignorance, like the, like the, like the first film. They're not bad people, they're just not thinking about it. There's going to be a bad guy, which mm-hmm. I think is probably going to be the Fred Willard character from the first film. Yeah. The one who, he played the CEO of Buy and Save, who appeared in it as like a hologram. Mm-hmm. Oh, so wait, is this a, is this a live action film? Oh, that's the thing. I, no, I think it has to be Pixar. So maybe, maybe it's animated, but with Fred Willard's voice. Okay. Because there's no need to show humans. We're not doing any like Hello Dolly, Barbara Streisand mm-hmm. flashbacks in this. So we don't need to explicitly say it's the same guy. It's just the CEO of Buy and Save at this time sure. happens to have the voice of Fred Willard. Maybe yeah. it's the same one, maybe it's not. Okay. No. You could have the human one, but it would be a bit jarring because everyone else is. No. Yeah. And he does know what's going on. He's, he's the CEO of this big mega corporation that's responsible for keeping everything under wraps. Mm-hmm. So he's trying to hide it all. So then, you know, wacky adventures are going to ensue. Obviously, there's going to be at least one beautifully animated you know, dance sequence or something very Pixar-y. You know, it's mm-hmm. going to money shot of the film. Uh, I don't know what that's going to be. You know, maybe they, maybe they'll be like making snow angels in garbage and nuclear waste and stuff. You know, yeah, yeah, stuff like that. And obviously there'll be several unnecessary callbacks to 20th century pop culture and 21st century Apple products, just because you know. <laughs> maybe little girl has an old old fashioned like iPod that she listens to 90s pop tunes on. You know, mm-hmm. there has to be something. So ultimately, Andy's able to reveal the little girl to the citizens. There's probably going to be like TV screens all over the place, like in the first film. Yeah, yeah. So he puts her on the camera. And he's like, "This is this little girl is from the outside." Look what's going on, you know, mm-hmm. big reveal. All the citizens are horrified and demand something be done. You know, they rise up and it forces the buy and save Fred Willard CEO person to concede 
And he agrees, at the end of the film, he agrees to hire Andy as the chief engineer of the Planetary Cleanup Commission. Mm-hmm. That means he gets to invent his own robots to kind of fix the, mm-hmm. fix the world. Uh, so the movie ends with him unveiling his first ever successful creation, which is, of course, the Waste Allocation Load Lifter Earth class, otherwise known as Wally. So we'll see a fleet of these. So we'll mm-hmm. see him kneel down with one of these. He's just invented it. He'll be like, you're our last hope, little guy. And then the film will end, it'll pan out, and there'll be thousands of Wally units being sent out back into the garbage district to kind of start the cleanup process. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll get a close-up on one that looks a little bit different from the rest. Just maybe it's like you'll hear a little bit of that Holly Dolly song, the, the romantic one playing in, in the background or something. And yeah, that's the end. Oh, nice. So it's a it's a proper like prequel to Wally. Mm. I like that. That's pretty good. Yeah. I feel weird that I didn't do anything dark or disgusting in that. Like, yeah. I did pretty light and child friendly and. So he means hopeful. go on this year. What? Is that how you mean yeah, it's my New Year's resolution to stop ruining films. <laughs> not, I, I'm pretty. I'm not confident I'll stick to it. But, but for this week, for this film, I didn't have the heart to be twisted. So mm-hmm. maybe you have. Mm. Yeah, we'll see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't think of a title for yours though. Yeah, I, I did this thing where I thought of the title before the film. Mm. Where it was like Wally to Robot Wars, but there's no actual Robot Wars in this. Yeah, I just thought that was a fun title. So now I don't know Wally Origins. It's a bit, a bit on the nose. Oh, it's uh, a bit. Two on the nose for Pixar. Maybe it's just what about like, like Wally the production line? Or maybe it's not even called Wally. Maybe it's another Pixar film, and you only realise at the end that it's a Wally prequel. Like that's the that's the twist. The end of the world. Yeah, or something like the Repairman or something. Yeah. Garbage. You know. Garbage sorted. Garbage. That that's a Pixar title. Yeah. Garbage. In Britain, rubbish. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We we, we banned the Britain. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I like it. Okay. Any questions? All right. So John's idea was rubbish. Yes. <laughs> the adult yeah. version, utter shit. <laughs> In American, it was trash. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Well, mine. I've called Wally Mark Two. Okay. So it is a sequel. Okay. Picks up a, an unknown amount of time after the first one. Just leave it ambiguous. I don't really think it needs saying. It's probably less than hundreds of years, I imagine. Okay. But so we're not bringing back any of the human characters, though. But there's anybody, the captain and those, the little couple, maybe, but they didn't really have much to do. Yeah, they, they don't need to be in this. Maybe no. they are, maybe they're not. We'll okay, say. sure. Continue. Yeah, so the humans have, they're colonising this city still. They're not fully there. It's not, humanity's not back up to 21st century standards. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, they're, they're, they're trying. Wally and Eve are living together in Wally's shack still. Okay. So is it still pretty much... Really, it's still pretty much a wasteland. Okay, but maybe there's a few trees here and there, and like you know, yeah, work there's, is going on. Okay, yeah, sure. a few things like that. Day to day, Wally is still cleaning up the city. Mm-hmm. Although now there are some new robots helping him with that, and maybe he's leading the team. Maybe he's in charge of the of the cleanup because mm-hmm. he's been doing it for centuries. Yeah. Eve, on the other hand, spends her time trying to bring back the wildlife. Oh, okay. And so she's turned Central Park into a massive garden. Oh, that's nice. Trees and bushes and flower beds and all sorts like that. Can she still be super trigger happy though? Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> Can we see like she spots a weed or something and just like blasts it? Like, yes, I like it. <laughs> like the eyes narrow the way she a little, eye, a little digital eyes would narrow and just be like, yeah, see you in hell. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she's got a thing against that cockroach and yeah, every time she sees it, she nearly does, and then Wally's just like, no, <laughs> that cockroach can't still be alive. Cockroaches live forever. They live for about a year. It's just that they are very hardy and breed yeah. a lot. But anyway, in this, sure, why not? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the humans are still... Well, they're really fat and stupid. Okay. To say the least. Mm-hmm. Because they don't know anything. They don't even know what a pizza is. True, They yeah. think it grows on trees. Mm-hmm. 
I'm still waiting for that mythical pizza tree to sprout. Oh, imagine, imagine a pizza tree. Yeah. Oh. And so they're constantly making a lot of hilarious mistakes, which Wally and Eve are just sort of picking up the slack on. Okay. Maybe without the humans knowing, Wally and Eve are really just sort of doing all the heavy lifting, and the humans are just like, "Well, that worked out well." well oh, I like done. that. That'd be funny because you could see them in like again, they're like rolling their eyes as much as the robots do because they're, they're the expressive faces. That'd be funny. Yeah, yeah. Especially because they don't speak. It's this kind of silent comedy of them like. Meh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One day, Eve and Wally are taking a walk. Okay. Hand in hand. A roll and a float, surely. A roll and a float. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hand in hand through Eve's gardens. Yeah. And they come across two humans walking towards them. One of them's carrying a little baby. Oh, oh so the humans are walking again. They, they, they have evolved somewhat. They're just kind of... Yeah, I mean, they're walking at the end of the film. They were struggling, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I got the sense that not only had they been in low gravity, but they'd also never actually walked. They'd yeah. gotten off their little carts. Oh, no, that, exactly. That was the whole point. Yeah, yeah. they just become... Comp- they were just babies. They were just adult babies. That yeah. was the thing, so yeah. So now that there's two humans walking towards them, mm-hmm. they've got a baby. Okay. Yeah, so when they come up to Wally and, and, and Eve, they make inquisitive noises. Or stuff, I don't know. Yeah. Very there's, good. There's <laughs> going to be some of this. And so they get shown the baby. They, they lower down and they sort of play with the baby a little bit and the baby chuckles or something and then the humans walk off. With the baby? Yeah. <laughs> no, they just leave the <laughs> So Wally and Eve look into each other's eyes um, and then go straight home. Okay. And then we get a montage of them searching the city and collecting different parts, and they build themselves a little robot. Oh, a little baby robot. little baby robot, <laughs> which they're going to call Azzy. Azzy? Mm-hmm. Why Azzy? Because it's what my niece calls me. It's the first thing I can think of. Oh, okay, sure. Also, it's a thing that I feel like uh, Wally and Evie can actually say with their language capabilities. Yeah, yeah. Easy. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. They can like they can just about say Wally and, and Eve. Did I say Eve or Evie? He keeps calling her Evie, but I think her name is supposed to be Eve. It's mm. just, it's just, that's all he can do. Yeah. Although, well, Wally and Eve both stand, they're both acronyms. Wally, as I say, is uh, Waste Allocation Load Lifter Earth Class. Mm. And Eve is Environmental Something Something. So what would the baby stand for? What would, e, what would AZ stand for? A-Z-E or A-A-Z-I? Uh, I felt it hit A-Z-Z-Y, but that, A-Z-Z-Y? That, that, that could be changed. Because yeah. I can't think of many words beginning with Z. Yeah, <laughs> certainly not two in a row. <laughs> <laughs> Zebra Zurich. <laughs> um, oh yeah, it doesn't stand for it. It's made. It does, up, it's a, okay, fine. Yeah. yeah, I mean, this is made by robots, so it's not actually made for a function. True, true, true. They've just built themselves a little baby. Right? Yeah. So does this baby look like a mix between the two of them, or sort of, but mainly just sort of bits and pieces that they found. Like it's, okay. it's made out of rubbish. Okay. Slash trash. Slash garbage. Mm-hmm. Slash utter shit. <laughs> <laughs> So it is like a Frankenstein's monster kind of situation. Right? Yeah. Okay. Um, although it's not a monster. No. Sorry, it's a baby. Yeah. <laughs> Frankenstein's baby monster. <laughs> so maybe there's now going to be a series of scenes of it learning how to how to use it. It's got the same tracks as Wally, let's say, and it's learning how to use them, and it can't quite get the speed right. keeps bumping into things and knocking things over. Mm-hmm. It's all learning how to do that. Evie starts teaching it how to how to speak because I think she's got a bit more of a vocab than Wally does. Yeah, she um, definitely does. And so I could see that happening, but then Wally learns some words as well and gets confused by, wait, I didn't know I could say that, sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, it would be nice. And so it starts growing up, and by growing up I mean they keep finding bigger and better things, like maybe better cameras for his head or bigger wheels. Mm-hmm. And so it physically gets bigger, and oh, we okay. actually see it growing up over time, which <laughs> would be nice. Yeah. And the main story kicks in with Azzy as a teenager. Ah, okay. I was going to say, we're going to get to like the angry teen stage. <laughs> yeah, so there's a lot of teenage tendencies mm-hmm. which maybe in if this were to be made into a form we'd get more of that but i'm just going to focus on one of them which is falling in love right okay as he has several friends 
they're all in one group together. But they're, they're all offspring of other robots from the ship. So, you know, maybe maybe there's one that's a little parasol. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's all sorts like that. He's really taken with one of his friends. Okay. But so is everyone else. Oh, okay. Certain bit of a competition there. Also, uh, Anthony's not sure if uh, if she likes him back. Okay. So just a little bit of uncertainty there. Why are they all gendered? I don't know. For, like... for, for a while, I tried writing this ungendered, but it was very difficult because it was like, and then uh, they picked up their thing, and mm. it, I, I couldn't do it. Yeah, no, I just think it's weird because like robots, are the, like functional robots, it's not like the humanoid robots like Data or C three PO. Which also don't necessarily need to have a gender, but you they kind of just assume they do. Mm. But uh, yeah, like why would Wally? Evie was definitely a woman. Like you know, the mm-hmm. voice was a woman. I guess mm-hmm. it's just so people can understand. Like, yeah. Anyway, continue. So, what does this like hot girl robot look like? <laughs> uh, oh, I don't know. What What do you think? What could it look like? I'd like it if she was one of the sassy pink robots. Just a trim. Uh huh. Oh, I see. I know, honey. I know. I'm good. I am good. You look gorgeous. Okay, yeah. Or maybe she's got legs. Why do you want us to have like? Do you want to do that like classic old Hollywood thing where it's gonna like slow pan up the legs like woo woo? I'm gonna think. Maybe yeah. yeah. Maybe a single wheel. Yeah. I'll polish your chrome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think she should look a bit different actually. So yeah, maybe. so she gets she gets by on a wheel. She's got two arms. Maybe they're extendable to an extent or that sort of thing. Okay. Go go gadget long arms. Yeah. A hat. A hat. Why would a robot have a hat? I don't know. Why not? Like maybe she's got a headpiece that looks like a hat, like part of her. Or you think she's actually wearing like a, a, a top hat or something? Like... I could see these robots that sort of they've accessorized. Oh, so okay. So they now find, they the... find things. You know, Wally's got his little bin lid or something that he uses as a yeah. hat. He just uses that to dance, though. He doesn't use it as like a hat hat, not like True. as a fashion accessory. True, but. Okay, so maybe in a, hundred, in a few hundred years, yeah, maybe, maybe they're, they're kind of copying humans a little bit, so they're yeah. starting to wear clothes or things. Maybe, sure. Anyway, this anyway, is, so, this yeah, is, this is all. Yeah, <laughs> listeners, give, give us, if you want to draw some ideas, like what a, a, yeah. a wall love interest but not Eve would look like. <laughs> let's, a teenage girl robot, mm-hmm. let us know. And so as a group, they all go explore a new abandoned city, okay. and maybe they're young teenagers, I don't know. They decide to play hide-and-seek. Okay. Is this building to some kind of Stranger Things crossover? Because... No. You've done it. <laughs> no, no, I wasn't, wasn't okay, going to. Okay, continue. How is that going to cross over with Stranger Things? I just, I just heard kids exploring abandoned places. I thought, oh. <laughs> Sorry, uh, it's because you moaned at me for the Truman Show repeat. Yeah, so. I'm not really one to repeat my own ideas. I am quite original, actually. Fair enough, sure. So Big Daddy will come in any minute now, right? It's not then. <laughs> okay, cool. I was close with this one. <laughs> <laughs> Carry on. So they all play hide-and-seek, which results in them all getting lost because it's New York, it's big. Mm-hmm. And so cue shots of tiny robot as he's searching for all his friends but it's a massive massive city and he's so so small and he can't find anybody and then he gets lost somewhere and uh, he gets really scared but luckily he's got this little gadget that can send out a GPS signal back to uh, back to the shack where Wally happens to be okay so Wally comes out and picks him up and the two of them they start searching for all their friends mm-hmm. they find them all one by one maybe they're all hid in different creative places maybe they're people Robots that are disguised as other things, like pretending to be a building or something, depending on how they're designed. Obviously, <laughs> right. Pixar doing that sort yeah. of thing. Mm. And uh, yeah, they they absolutely can't find this girl robot, this unnamed girl robot that, that Azzy fancies. Okay, she could be anywhere. So eventually, they well, they give up and they go home. But they go home via Central Park to go and pick up Eve or something. Mm-hmm. And Eve says that that she saw her. She she went and hid, hid in uh, in the flower beds there. 
And so Wally says, well, there you go, son. Well, it doesn't say, but motions, yeah. like, there you go, son. Mm-hmm. So um, this is going to be mostly silent like the first one, right? Yeah, yeah. Just, just robot noises. Yes. Yeah. Okay, sure. Robot noises, expressions, and... Yeah. Yeah. You don't need words. Who needs words? No, I agree. And that, that's what made this film work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then we just see Wally and Eve watch as, as Azzy finds his friend, and the two of them just play together in the flower beds. Mm-hmm. And then we go to credits. Oh, that's a nice, sweet little... Yeah. Yeah, maybe it'd be a short film. I yeah, I feel like that'd be a short I think that's... It's not what... really a feature length, but I yeah. just... I think it's more likely that Wally would get a short film sequel rather than an actual full feature length sequel. Yeah. Yes. Like you said, there's not much to go on. Yeah, I'm surprised they haven't revisited it as a short because it feels like people wouldn't get mad about that. Yeah. I think you could have like a Wally short of him and Eve just doing. But I, as far as I know, I've not. I don't think they have. They have. Have they? They've never really. Well, I mean, the, the credits kind of covered that. Yeah. So. No, no, but I mean, just any any kind of thing. Yeah. You know, they could do anything just as, as a short. You can do anything. But yeah, no, I think that's sweet. I mean, that's a nice little. Just drop back in on them and see how they're getting on. And, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So we've both gone quite sweet this week, really. Mm-hmm. We did well, quite a sweet film. Yeah, we did, yeah. This film, this film broke us. We we couldn't yeah. we couldn't even bring ourselves to be horrible <laughs> about it. So well done, Pixar. Mm-hmm. Cool. Okay. So listen submissions then. Great. Yeah. So think outside the box. Set at T O T B S podcast. Rolls off the tongue. Their idea was called Wall D. Okay. And it wants to show us exactly how Wall E got all the parts he scavenged from the other robots. So it is a real kind of Jeffrey Dahmer kind of situation. Mm. Or if you want to be a little bit less disturbing, it's a real Dr. Frankenstein kind of thing. So, yeah, I guess that's a, a little darker take. Maybe he's like murdering all the other robots and stuff and getting parts. And that's why he's the only one left. Because actually it was a kill or he be killed. He murdered everyone. Yeah, it's kill or be killed. Maybe the world ended because oh. Wally murdered everyone. Well, I think he murdered all the other maybe all he ran out, Maybe he ran out of things to clean up. Mm. So like, what can I do? I know, I'll pollute the planet. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he's the villain. He's the villain. <laughs> and then he, pour, he, start, he gets too close to tidying up again and he has to bring humanity back down so he can ruin it all over again. He's a monster. Yep. Yep. Wally is a monster. Yeah. I think they just thought maybe he'd killed all the other Wally units, but sure, yeah. That's even better, slash mm-hmm. worst. Okay. <laughs> Casey Scott Mangold. His, his idea is called Wally Learns to Fuck. <laughs> right, okay. Yeah. Uh, it's basically the 40-year-old virgin, but with cute robots. So, <laughs> so we thought it wasn't possible to go dark with this, but our listeners have proved it as well. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blokebusters at Blokebusters. Wally 2 uprising. The humans are settling into life on Earth. Plants are finally growing. People are shrinking, etc. <laughs> That's always the dream. Yep. <laughs> uh, Wally and Eve are, he- are heroes, obviously. And then robots start to go missing. Ooh. Auto, you know, the, the autopilot on the ship, oh, yeah, is yeah. kind of the main villain in the story, mm-hmm. has been shown to have reactivated and he's been amassing other robots to reprogram them so they can still follow his hidden directive to kind of keep humans off Earth. Mm-hmm. So the robots, who all started to show a bit of individuality, turned back into mindless automatons. Mm-hmm. Uh, so at this point, the humans are celebrating 10 years since they arrived back on Earth. Mm-hmm. And then Auto opens a hatch in the old ship, which has long since been abandoned. And the captured robots start to round up all the humans and kind of herd them back on board the ship. And Wally and Eve see this and get the remaining robots to kind of help protect the humans while they go and stop Auto. Leading to a final showdown where Eve short circuits, I don't know that's a pun on us, uh, short circuits herself to fry Auto's hard drive. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get a mirror of the Wally restart from the first film, but Eve doesn't regain her memories this time. However, Wally begins courting her again with, with the humans helping, so he has, mm-hmm. to, he has to win her love all over again. Mm-hmm. So, you know, at the end of the film, like it seemed like Wally had lost his memory. Mm-hmm. It's very sad, and then she kisses him and it all comes back. Mm-hmm. So, I guess it's that, but she doesn't come back. It's just a bit sad, but so you just, you just have to do it all over again, basically. Aww. So, it fades to black. And then I guess post-credits, we get a fade in and a red light shines on the remains of Auto. And a voice calls out, what are you doing, Auto? So I guess that means it's coming out to life again. Mm, Room for the sequel. Yeah, more. Sure, okay. Matt Hanley has no idea, but he says, I just want to get to the third one so they can call it Wall 3. 
<laughs> nice. Very yeah. good, very good. I'll have a good sequel name with a number in it. Oh, and finally, Joe Herman says, Wally wonders why he's still processing garbage after his heroic actions in the first movie. Mm-hmm. Eventually, he leads a robust uprising. The humans are still weak and coddled and are defeated easily. So, mm. yeah. Fair enough. So yeah, very good guys. If you have any ideas for sequels or prequels or remakes of Wally or any films we've done in the past or any films you'd like us to do in the future, let us know. We are Beyond the Box Set. You can find us at beyondtheboxset.com. Our podcast is available on iTunes, Stitcher, Acast, Google Play, Podbean, all good podcasting platforms. You can also get in touch with us on most forms of social media. We have Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, Google+. Just search Beyond the Box Set and you will probably find us. And uh, yeah. What happens on Tumblr? I paste the odd gif. That's it. Does it work? It's just like... like it, do people... I, it's not do, our biggest platform. What do, what do people do on Tumblr? I don't even know what it is. Have a look. It's just people sharing photos and gifs, basically. Sounds like everything. Pretty much, yeah. It, I think it's like Instagram, but less personal. Like mm-hmm. Instagram, you post photos from your life, mostly. Mm-hmm. I think Tumblr's just like, oh, here's a sassy cat meme or something. like. Yeah. Mostly, yeah. I think. I don't use it that much, but no. Great. Well, that's a ring of endorsement. Yeah. Well, that's my, that's my review of it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, every little helps. I'm just trying to put us out there. Uh, but yeah, if you if you do like the show, whether you heard us on Tumblr or anywhere else, um, please consider subscribing. Uh, just hit subscribe on your chosen podcasting platform and you'll get a new episode every Friday morning without fail, except when we're late. And except when you're late. Except when I'm late, yeah. Except I do like 90% of the work. Fuck you. Whoa, I'm sorry. <laughs> do you know how long it takes to edit these things? Um, and... <laughs> and um, yeah, if you really like us, please leave us a review because that really helps us to find new listeners. Mm-hmm. We will be back next week with, uh, I believe it's my choice. Yeah, what you, what you got for me? So I think, just pulling a good film out of our hearts, I think we should do Being John Malkovich. Oh, crikey. Have you seen it? No. Okay. Why oh crikey then? Just because I know that like everybody's John Malkovich or something. something. Well, don't spoil it. I hadn't seen it either. That was ruined. <laughs> <laughs> sure, you knew that already. I knew that already, yeah. yeah. Okay. Crikey, being John Malkovich. Mm-hmm. We're starting strong in 2018. Yeah. Classics all the way. Uh, being Johnny Depp. There we go. Oh, well, now we'll cancel the episode. Great. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> What's next? I had one idea. <laughs> 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 okay, cool. So join us next week for Being John Malkovich. Yeah. Bye. Happy 2018. Bye. Bye.